Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Acre and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% The Zone at the Little Rock Touchdown Club is brought to you by Arkansas Urology, the state's leader for urological care. With unmatched expertise, state-of-the-art facilities, and the latest technology, Arkansas Urology is well-equipped to provide world-class care for all Arkansans. Clinics now open in Benton, Conway, Little Rock, and North Little Rock. Learn more at ArkansasUrology.com. So the first couple of years, I made my own costumes, which of course suck, the ghost, the hobo, no good. <laughs> then finally, third year, begging the parents, got the Superman Halloween costume, not surprisingly. <laughs> Cardboard box, cellophane top, mask included. Remember the rubber band on the back of that mask? That was a quality item there, wasn't it? That was good for about 10 seconds before it snapped out of that cheap little staple they put it in there with. You go to your first house, trick or snap, or broke, I don't believe it. Wait up, you guys, I gotta fix it. That's what kids say, they don't say wait. They say, wait up, hey, wait up. Because when you're little, your life is up, the future is up, everything you want is up. Wait up, hold up, shut up. Mom, I'll clean up, let me stay up. Parents, of course, are just the opposite. Everything is down, just calm down. Slow down. Come down here. Sit down. Put that down. Happy Halloween, indeed. 12.08 here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club, Justin Anchor Westmore. And I'll tell you this, you want to stick around today, whether you like us or not, for two reasons. First of all, uh, Christian, you want to give away some tickets today? I think we should. we got tickets to Chris Stapleton and Grace Potter today to give away. In fact, just in a couple of minutes here. Also, if Chris Doring is half as good with David as he was with us, it is going to be phenomenal. So you don't want to miss it. Real quick, sports note before we go into the entertainment. Uh, we could have used this in the red-white report. Appreciate our friends at Big O Tires always. We just got a little tight on time today. Jersey Wolfenbarger, by many accounts, is in the transfer portal. Not sure what the scoop is there, Wes. The timing is odd, and the decision is disappointing. But she is an Arkansas product who unfortunately did not maybe live up to the high school hype that she created. You got a six five guard in women's basketball. I mean, you just thought the sky was the limit for her. Yeah, but Coach Neighbors has always said her best basketball was well in front of her. He said by the time you know when she graduates and leaves here, she's just going to continue to get bigger or better and better. And unfortunately, it looks like she's going to get better and better somewhere else. Somewhere else. And, by the way, the portal doesn't open until March. Yeah, it looks like she's not going to be playing this year. She's just resting. Yeah. Okay. She's quit the Razorbacks, and she'll enter the portal in March. Hmm. Maybe she's having some, uh, I don't know. I won't speculate. All right, let's do some things. Today's entertainment report is brought to you by Bell and Sword Gentlemen's Clothing in Conway. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram or stop by Bell and Sword's new and larger location at 1011 Oak Street. We haven't left the door open today so you can see what's going on in there, Wes. Just let me know. Um, Matthew Perry, more details about his passing. Discovered underwater in his hot tub by a, quote, bystander who then called 911. By all accounts, from what I was able to glean in reading some different reports and accounts, uh-huh. it was his personal assistant who had run an errand. Matthew had been, as we told you yesterday, at pickleball for a couple hours, went home, had this personal assistant run a couple of errands, and when she returned or he returned, found him underwater, pulled him out of the water, but unfortunately it was too late at that point, so not sure exactly what happened. Happen. Again, they're doing the autopsy. Maybe, uh, again, I don't want to speculate, but uh, it's just a, just a horrible deal there. 
Um, Taylor Swift's newly re-released 1989 album called Taylor's Version became the most streamed album in a single day so far this year. She also set a single day record for streams by an artist on the 15-year-old music streaming platform. The Republic Records release is a new edition of the 24 album. So, again, it's one thing to, like, take your concert, make it a movie, play it in theaters and make extra money off of it. But now she's just taking her old music and throwing it back out there and people are eating it up like it's brand new. It's incredible. This woman, I don't know if she's a decent musician. Some would argue she's not. I don't know if she's a good person. I don't know if she's a good girlfriend. I'd have to ask Travis Kelsey. But I know this. She's an incredible businesswoman. You can't argue with that. Brilliant. Brilliant. She's, she's re-releasing music and songs that weren't even hits when they originally released are now becoming hits. Yeah. Think about this. If we, It'd be like us repackaging our shows, sticking them back on the air, and advertisers will still sponsor it and pay the same amount of money, and we all... We, everything happens exactly the same way, except we don't do anything. It's passive income. What a beautiful deal. Wow. Yeah, it's a great idea. Huh. Kim Kardashian, she is always finding new angles, isn't she? She has that Skims underwear line, and now she is the official partner of the dang NBA. Not the WNBA. Well, it's both. The NBA. It's both. Well, but if she was, if it was the WNBA, I wouldn't be telling you this story. Yes, that is true, but yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the point, though, because I didn't, I didn't see that part. Um, so anyway, uh, the new venture is part of a multi-year uh, deal, and it's a huge Kim for him. Her, it's a huge deal for Kim, rather. Um, Adam Silver is excited too. He says Skims has quickly become one of our most culturally influential brands. Is this strictly because they have different skin tones of the uh, stuff, or what is the deal Leggings, about Skims? Yeah, yeah. I guess. They're not all leggings. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I got three kinds of uh, compression shorts that I wear underneath my shorts. And when I work out, uh-huh. sometimes my shorts ride up, and you'll see my compression shorts underneath. They are white, they are gray, and they are black. I am none of those, and yet I still like them. They're all Nike. <laughs> I don't see the uh, big deal there, but if that's what people want, then good for them. And, uh, again, Kim Kardashian. I don't know if she has an ounce of talent. But the woman's a good businesswoman, just like her mother, just like her sisters. I mean, you know, you can hate them all you want, but they're freaking good at what they do, whatever that is. The poster boy of the uh, NBA skims is one of the best players in the league, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Oh, boy. Not biased at all, but he is great. All right. Let's do birthdays real quick for tickets to go see Chris Stapleton. Again, it's not until next summer, but why not? Don't you want him? Of course you do. 661-1037. Are we up there? They're getting ready. They're okay. getting the stage ready. Okay, then they're going to put the video on for five minutes, and then we'll do it. Okay, real quick. Chad, you're with uh, Christian and Wes. You've got Jordan, okay? Okay. Birthday Trivia in the Zone is brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill. Headed to the hill? Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. It's Elia's in Morrillton. I put this guy on my list number one because I was going to play his music until the uh, segment ended, but I can't do that because I'm not in the studio and I can't tell Christian whose birthday it is because that would be giving it away. But if you want to cue up Rob Van Winkle's music once we're done, feel free. Happy birthday, Rob Van Winkle. Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice, Wes, is correct. How old is he today? Fifty-five. Christian, did you not know that was his birth name? Uh, I'd heard it before, but no, I wouldn't have put two and two together. All right, fifty-five is not true. How old is he? Uh, Ice. Fifty-three? No, you don't get twice. He's saying fifty-three. Oh, no. Fifty-three. <laughs> what do you say, Christian? I say fifty-three. He's fifty-six. Dang it, I should have went the other way. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, this guy's a former Braves and Blue Jay first baseman. He is amazing what he did, actually. First player since the dead Chipper ball Jones. era to lead both leagues in home runs. Um, the American League in 1989, the National League in 1992. Fred McGriff. Five-time All-Star, the crime dog. Crime dog. Fred McGriff, Wes, good job. Christian, how old is the Fred McGriff, the crime dog? Uh, Fred McGriff is 64. He was top ten in the MVP from every year from 1989-94, and he led the major leagues in home runs over that five-year period. What did you say, Christian? I said 64. 64? No. 63. 60. Uh, This guy's a former journalist, CBS. uh, He was the CBS Evening News main anchor for years. Going up against... uh, Dan Rather. Dan Rather. That's right. How old's Dan Rather? 90. No. Christian? 88. He is 92. Um, this guy is a former Saturday Night Live 
performer? Grown-ups, the bench warmers. Basically, anything that Adam Sandler made, he gets a bit part in. The Longest Yard, um, The Hot Chick, Mr. Deeds. Rob Schneider? Uh, Big Daddy, Rob Schneider. That's right, Christian. Welcome to the game. How old is he? Rob Schneider is 55. Nope. 56. 60. And last but not least, this guy's a college football coach. You should know who it is. Nick Saban. That's right. It's Nick Saban's birthday. That was an was absolute bloodbath. That, that was bad. Uh, yeah, happy birthday. Nick Saban, 72. 72? 72 today. Yes. Too old to be coaching. Let's head inside. Little Rock Touchdown Club. Can you enjoy your tickets there, Jordan. You're going to see Chris Stapleton along with... Oh, yes. That's right. Grace Potter. So good. Let's head inside. You set records, you know, it was a welcome story. Do you ever look at that and go, man, it's amazing where I was then? Yeah, yeah not to be too verbose, but to give a little backstory, as uh, the introduction said, I walked on at the University of Florida. I grew up in Gainesville. Both of my parents graduated from Florida. Uh, all I ever wanted to do was play football for the Gators and play in the NFL from the time I was five years old. Uh, we went to all the Gator sporting events, not only the football games, but the basketball, the baseball, the gymnastics. So I ate, drank, and slept Gator uh, athletics. And uh, when I came out of high school, I told these guys last night, I told the story on the buzz earlier, uh, I, I, I was the... I think I had the greatest senior year of, of senior years in high school. I was All-State in football, All-State in basketball, All-State in baseball. We won the state basketball tournament. I was MVP of the state basketball tournament. And I was Sky Masterson in the musical theater production of Guys and Dolls. So I got a chance to do everything. Wow! Yeah, and that wasn't enough to get a scholarship offer from Florida nor anywhere else. But I'm grateful for the path that I had to choose because, or the path that I was forced to go, uh, more to speak. Because I think a lot of guys coming out of high school, they're told how great they are. They're given the scholarship and they think they've arrived and they don't work hard they become complacent and they're not able to achieve the potential that they may have had for me it was always this chip on my shoulder and I had this uh, scarlet letter so to speak where anytime they wrote about me it was walk on Chris Doring and I was determined to change that narrative so before my sophomore season coach Berger uh, called up the team uh, during two a days in between practices and he said they were putting me on scholarship and I just remember the excitement that I had, but more so the excitement that I ha- my teammates had for me because they knew how hard I had worked to get that scholarship. It was validation for me of my worthiness of not only being on the team, but being a guy that, that contributed. And uh, from then on, I was no longer walk-on Chris Doring. They wrote, write about me. It was former walk-on Chris Doring, so could I never quite shed that label. You know? Well, you know, for those that don't know, you know, the Florida program, uh, was really not what we see it now as when when I was growing up. You know, you had some success, um, but everything changed when our next photo here, uh, Matt, um, this guy rolled into town, yeah. obviously Steve Spurrier. He changed yeah. everything, uh, and you just happened to be there at the right time, you know, yeah. not, not uh, several years after he got I there. I mentioned to you the, the history, my parents both going to Florida. They were there kind of right after the, the Spurrier years, and uh, all we ever had, we had no official... SEC championships, no national titles. It was always the one thing we could point to is we had a Heisman Trophy winner way back in the 60s, and Coach Berger was that guy. And when they went and got him in 1990, the things that he focused on, you know, he talked about uh, accomplishing all of these different goals. He tore the turf out of the, the stadium there, put in grass. I don't know why you would ever not have grass in the state of Florida. Did that, but he talked about if we're going to achieve the goals at Florida that we want to achieve, which include winning an SEC championship, winning a national championship, it started with beating Georgia. And unfortunately, you read that that uh, six and seven record over the or six and uh, six of the last seven have gone to Georgia in that series. But it really was the the thing that catapulted us to the next level um, when divisions uh, became a thing in '92 when Arkansas and, and South Carolina joined the conference. Uh, it was really the gateway to accomplishing everything that we were able to accomplish. So I'm very pr- proud of not only the 5-0 um, record I had against Georgia, but the, the opportunity to play in the first four SEC championship games, which was uh, really cool to see grow from what it did in Birmingham and then moving to, to Atlanta there in 94 and having a chance to play against Arkansas my senior year in 95 there. Uh, again, just, you know, three SEC championships while Chris played there. So t- tell me about Spurrier. You know, the fun and gun was introduced during those years. You were yes. telling me that the, the list of receivers, I mean, it, we had not seen something like that on that level yeah. ever in the SEC. Yeah, you know, I think the cool part about it was he revolutionized the way that college football was played in the conference, but also nationally. A lot of what you see now 
were things that we were doing way back in the 90s. And remember, it was, it was you know, Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. Everybody was so run-oriented. Coach Spurrier came in, and we went four and five wides, and we were scoring 50 points a game. And so everybody had to adjust. When you're seeing teams like Auburn and Georgia now have to adapt more of a passing style, it really spoke to what he did uh, to create a, a new way of playing football in the SEC. And uh, really, I think in terms of Mount Rushmore uh, faces in this conference, he's one of the four that I would have up there. Another guy that uh, I know you speak the world of, and we've brought him into the Touchdown Club, Danny Werfel, who also obviously turned out to be a Heisman Trophy winner. Talk about your relationship with him and the kind of guy he is and player. Yeah. So Danny was a year younger than me, and um, the, the, the video that you guys saw uh, from the Kentucky game, that was September 11th, 1993. Uh, I had been given that scholarship uh, a couple weeks before that game. Um, I, I played a little bit in the opener, and then the uh, the next week we go to Lexington, and, and Coach Furrier tells me before the game that I'm going to start. So here I was, a walk-on just a few weeks earlier, and now I'm starting my first game for my beloved Gators in the SEC. Uh, earlier in that fourth quarter, I catch my first co- collegiate touchdown, and I'm thinking, wow, this is everything I ever dreamt of as a kid. And little did I know, I'd come back and catch the game winner with three seconds left. That was my second of 31 touchdown receptions that I had. But that was thrown by Danny Warfel. And in that game, Terry Dean and Danny Warfel were back and forth because they combined to throw seven interceptions. And we were losing 20 to 17 with about you know, eight seconds to go in that game. There was no overtime back then. So we could either kick a field goal and, and settle for a tie or we could go for the win, and obviously you guys know the reputation of Coach Spurrier. We went for the win. Danny threw that touchdown to me, and we've forever kind of been linked in, in Gator history. And there's not a better person to be linked with. I mean, Danny is a dear friend of mine, uh, one of the cheapest individuals you'll ever meet. I don't know if you guys know that or not, but every time I get a text from him, I know it's, hey, I want to crash at your, your house. So he's, uh, he's a frequent guest at the Doring residence. Uh, love his family. Uh, love, love his kids. His, his son is uh, at Florida now. My daughter's also... Uh, senior at the University of Florida as well. But um, Danny and I roomed together the night before games, and so uh, it was a big advantage for us. We'd go over uh, kind of the, the play sheet. We'd talk about some of the things that he was seeing, what I was expecting. Um, I turned him on. To, we, we would listen to Cannon and D, Paco Bell, a uh, little classical music, kind of kind of do some imagery and, and, and mindset stuff. Wow. Yeah, and then, uh, and then uh, when we got to the NFL, we were reunited with Coach Furrier, bringing us both to Washington and roomed together there and, and, and uh, when we were traveling on the road. So just a, a great intertwining of, of, uh, of history and of friendship that, that lasts you know, over, over three decades. Before we get to that uh, SEC championship game, uh, I just remembered, I should have looked this up. I remember watching Danny in person in Fayetteville. And I think he set a record. That, that was the '96 game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He set a record, I think, for just I don't know what, how many yards it was. It just we couldn't yeah. stop him. But I remember he sort of had a, a sort of a different kind of delivery. But I'm not sure, and I've seen a lot of football in person. I'm not sure I've seen a, a more accurate quarterback. Every throw, every throw he made was, I mean, just I mean, it didn't matter whether it's 50 yards down the field, it was yeah. right on target. You know, one of the things that's frustrating to me is watching some of the struggles in the passing game in the conference this year. Kentucky was one of those teams that you thought had a chance to, to be a really good passing offense with the three receivers they had coming back and getting Devin Leary and Liam Cohen coming back as the coordinator. Tennessee is another one that I thought really highly of their system and the receivers. And to see the inaccuracy of the quarterbacks and the dropping of the balls by the receivers is something that is hard for me to watch. But the reason we were so good at it was because we spent so much time of practice every single day, routes on air. It was the, the quarterback taking his steps. It was the receivers being precise in the way they ran their routes. The only reason I was able to play in the NFL for as long as I was is because I was so well coached and, and just doing the little things correctly. Um, a lot of times you think, oh, we'll take this athlete and turn him into a receiver. And to me, that's kind of an insult because it really is a position that requires so much attention to detail with the, the way you run your routes and the way you get in and out of breaks and the way you catch the football. Um, that I, I, I think that um, there's a lot of teams that could learn from the way that we practiced as it relates to the time spent just repping over and over again the, the, the steps of the quarterback, the receiver's routes, and the timing of it. So Danny knew exactly where to go with the football, always threw it in the right spot, and uh, it really was a, uh, an honor to play with him. Coach Burry used to talk about he wasn't the prettiest guy in practice, but come Saturday, he, uh, he had a feel for it and was definitely a gamer. And uh, obviously we go to that SEC championship game. It was not, was not a great game for the Razorbacks. That was Danny Ford. 
Got us there. Barry Lunny was the quarterback, if you guys remember. I think we got a picture of that game. He was running for his life, I think. Uh, what was the final, 34-3 on that one? Yeah, they were uh, down close to the, the red zone. I think they ran a little option that Ben Hanks intercepted and took the other way for a touchdown. So that was kind of uh, the, the way that game went in a nutshell there. Yeah. You guys win that game, but you go to Nebraska and get embarrassed. Yeah. Uh, fit, what is it, 50-something? to? Uh, I was bragging to Baz last night. Our team in 95 was the only team in the history of the University of Florida program that's ever gone undefeated and won the SEC championship game. Unfortunately, we do go to the national championship for the first time in school's history, uh, but we meet maybe what I believe is one of the greatest teams in the history of college football in, in that Nebraska team. That was Tommy Frazier. That was Lawrence Phillips that had been suspended after uh, beating up his girlfriend after the first game that came back and played in that ball game against us. They were so good. You know, ones, twos, and threes, big physical guys, and um, you know we ran into a buzzsaw. I mentioned to Baz last night that was the dawn of the zone blitz. And when uh, when we, in our passing offense, the quarterback was uh, required to recognize what the defense was doing, and if they were bringing more than we could protect, then he had to get the ball out quick on a three step. Well, with the disguise of the the zone blitz, we had never seen that before. It looks like they're just playing zone, but they are overloading one of your pressures, uh, overloading the offense with a, a pressure. And so Danny got hit all night long, and, and it just kind of steamrolled out of, out of uh, control for us. It was, it was supposed to be a storybook ending for me, and it didn't quite end that way. But watching you know, the, the, the team do it the next year, I did feel how, like I had some sort of part in the run-up to that and, and took a lot of pride in, in Florida winning that 96 championship. Let's stick with Arkansas. Uh, Sam Pittman, uh, obviously we talked last night, uh, tough times this year. Um, Obviously, had to fire Dan Enos. Yeah. You, you work for the SEC Network. Your, your analysis of maybe what's happening there. And well, I, I thought it was kind of an odd hire to begin with. You know, going from the, the Kendall Bryles offense and the way that the uh, personnel had been recruited to that offense, it didn't necessarily make a lot of sense to me. But um, you know, I know there was a familiarity there between Coach Pittman and Coach Enos. Um, I said it on our show a couple weeks ago. It was tough watching that Mississippi State-Arkansas game. I, I wanted those three hours of my life back and, uh, unfortunately, didn't get a chance to do that. But, you know, I have a lot of respect for Coach Pittman. I've, I've come to really like him and, and covering him the last couple of years. Very gracious with his time. Comes on our show an awful lot. Um, I, I did think at the time that there was probably uh, too much winning too soon, taking over a program that was in disarray and maybe setting the bar higher than it, it should have been. I felt like maybe Arkansas and South Carolina were in the same boat in that way with Shane Beamer winning too much too soon. But um, with the transfer portal, I really do think there's an opportunity to overhaul your team much quicker now. You saw Miami, the Hurricanes, went out and really changed their offensive line overnight with the way that they, they addressed it in the transfer portal. So my hope is that this offseason Arkansas can kind of do the same thing because I really felt bad for KJ, uh, what he's had to, to kind of put up with, with no real protection up front, with no real run support, and uh, certainly being asked to just sit in the pocket behind an offensive line that can't uh, consistently block for him is, is uh, a tough task. Kenny Guyton comes in, obviously, uh, going to the Swamp. Uh, can he make a difference? Can they can they yeah. do some things that will help him this weekend? I um, I did a hit back in Jacksonville this morning that I do every every week on a station over there, and I said this is an incredibly dangerous spot for Florida to be in. You're going up against an Arkansas team that's lost six in a row, that really has nothing to lose, that's coming off a bye, that just fired their offensive coordinator. You don't have no idea schematically about what they're going to do. Um, I really believe they need to move K.J. Moore, uh, some of the, the, the nakeds and boots, getting him outside, getting him more involved in the quarterback uh, run game, I think would be a, a, an important part. And then Florida coming off the loss against Georgia, it's an emotionally draining game. It's a physical game. So I think this is a great spot for Arkansas, quite frankly. And if Florida's not careful... They could not only lose this game, but they play. They go to LSU next week. They go to Missouri the following week, and have Florida State at home. This very easily could be a, a situation where you were five and two heading into the Georgia game, and could end up, you know, six and six, or, or God forbid, five and seven. Uh, obviously, heading down the swamp, the uh, the record of Florida versus Arkansas is Florida has a ten and two advantage. 
one of those uh, somebody on stage participated in back in 1982. Just saying, <laughs> nobody remembers that though. With the, the old blue bonnet bowl. That was. I remember. That. I, I said, listen, said it to you last night. I know. That, listen, that was a great Florida team with a ton of talent, yeah. and uh, we were a great Razorback team. And yeah. Dwayne Dixon, who was yeah. uh, an outstanding receiver at Florida, had a big game in that one, and he was my receiver coach for the entirety of my time at Florida. Really blessed to have played for a guy that not only played the position but did it at the same school. And really, I, I love playing for Coach Spurrier as well. I think Georgia kind of has that same thing where you have a head coach that walked through those same halls, that played on the same field, that has that same passion for the school. It was really evident in terms of, of how much he cared. I think this this sport has become such a, a, a group of hired mercenaries that come in that don't really necessarily, and not just the, the coaches, but the players now too. Um, for me, I love that the athletes are getting a little chunk of the NIL stuff, but I made more money because I played football at the University of Florida and have a degree from the University of Florida in my post-playing days than I ever did playing football. So I, I, I understand the value of a scholarship, particularly having walked on originally and getting that, that scholarship, uh, what that's meant to my life and the affiliation with the university and the conference has, has uh, meant so much to me. Difficulty of playing in the swamp, uh, even though it's an 11 o'clock game. Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of people upset down there about that game being at noon. Um, it, it, fortunately for, for Razorback fans, it'll be a lot cooler than if you were coming there in uh, September at a noon game, but um, yeah, the, the crowd support's been good this year. I'm anxious to see what it's like coming off that loss in Jacksonville. Uh, but uh, for those that haven't been before, when you walk into the stadium, you go down underground. It's kind of in the middle of, of the, the street levels higher, and it is incredibly hot. This, the, 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 the stands go straight up. It's close to the, the field. Uh, it really is one of the, the great home field advantages in college football. And I think this season, if you go back and look, like this year in the SEC, home field advantage has meant more than ever uh, anything. I, I don't know if it's because there's a, a renewed enthusiasm about being back at the stadium after COVID, uh, but you, you go back and look at Tennessee. Tennessee came to Gainesville, five false start penalties in the first half. Uh, really couldn't operate their offense with any sort of consistency. Uh, and I think that's been the case around the conference as a whole. Uh, just nice to see that home field advantage mean so much these days. I was stumbling over some pictures, and I realized this was not your, uh, this not your first time to visit uh, Little Rock. Uh, Matt, if you will. So here's the question. That's Chad Morris. Did you realize how bad things were getting ready to be for the Razorbacks during that was a spring game? You were obviously covering the SEC Network. Did yeah. you realize? I'm trying to look at your expression on your face saying, you're in trouble, buddy. Just want to let you know. Yeah. I, I don't know if that was before or after. What's the no, scoop here? You know what? So just a little backstory on that. I had uh, been in Baton Rouge, and you can see the, the purple uh, gloves there. I'd been in Baton Rouge uh, to cover some LSU spring storyline stuff and was coming straight here to Little Rock to, to do the spring game for the SEC Network. I had no idea what the weather forecast was, uh, and there was this massive cold front that came through. I was freezing my ass off out of there. It didn't properly come with any sort of apparel. It was snowing that morning, sleeting during the game, freezing cold. Um, but, you know, it's just like... Everywhere, there's so much optimism and, and excitement about a new uh, regime when a, a coach takes over. Talking to him, you know, during the the week leading up, and and really felt like there were some things that were going to be exciting to watch, but end up being a a, a total disaster. And I un unfortunately. No, it took me back Saturday or two Saturdays ago watching that uh, Mississippi State Arkansas game. Took me back to some of those years towards the end where you know you're losing to Western Kentucky at home or or, or North Texas or or some of those games and like you know it almost felt the same level of apathy. And once you start feeling apathy, that's a that's a a, a bad sign. So I hope that the excitement can come back. Um, you know I know how special it is to 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 go to a game there in in Fayetteville on a Saturday. I've covered a few games and had a chance to call. All those and uh, really love the passion that, that Arkansas fans have that this entire state has for football and the athletes that play it from Ashton High School level to all of the, the different levels that you guys honor here. I think it's one of the most knowledgeable places. And I'll be honest, this was a bucket list trip for me. I've, I've had a chance to speak at a lot of different touchdown clubs and quarterback clubs, and I've always looked at the, the Little Rock Touchdown Club as the, the one that I wanted to aspire to get to. And so to have the opportunity to be here means a lot. Um, 
the attention to detail from from Baz. Uh, Wes picked me up at the airport yesterday. I'm riding in the in the little limo shuttle thing, and I'm I'm thinking uh, these guys had Peyton Manning and Tony Dorsett and John Gruden. I'm not worthy. I felt this real sense of inferiority. And then I remember Peter Burns came, and I said, not, not only not even the great David Basil can hit bat a thousand. So I, I felt a lot better with that. Uh, speaking of broadcasting, you know, University of Florida has a great reputation. Uh, look at here. Erin uh, Andrews was a Gator. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, she was in the uh, the dance team back in the day. I remember her. She was a she was a freshman when I was a senior, and I remember her, seeing her sometime after. She's like, oh man, I had the biggest crush on you back then. I was like, wow, I wish I would have known that. that <laughs> great to know. Uh, then next, uh, uh, who uh, Laura Rutledge, who we had this year, she's outstanding. Awesome. Yeah, you talk about somebody that is incredible uh, in terms of not only her knowledge of the game, but her comfort and delivery and, and just uh, preparation, doing what she does with the SEC Nation show and all the NFL stuff she's asked to do. She's a, a, an amazing broadcaster and even better person. And a former football player. Now, this is not <laughs> – this, this is Jesse Palmer as The Bachelor – uh, and then he goes on. Of course, you know, obviously quarterback at Florida. Now he's become the national uh, host. That bachelor uh, photo took me right back. I think he set the record for most girls tongue kissed in a, in, a, in a week, right? I mean, it was impressive how he was able to do that. But I think, um, man, he's one of my favorite uh, broadcasters to watch. His delivery and, and analysis of the game uh, is, is, is really very good. And it's nice to see him back in the booth. Did a great job in the studio, but seeing him back in the, in the booth with, uh, with Joe Test is awesome. Yeah, very knowledgeable. Um, uh, also, let's talk about the SEC Network. So we love Dari Noka. He, he's awesome. been here several times, yeah. and uh, he's great. You work with him, obviously, on the weekends, yeah. and yeah. Uh, he's been with us two or three times. He's yeah, great. so my, my schedule over the weekend, I fly to uh, Charlotte on Thursday night. I do SEC this morning on Friday morning with Peter Burns, and then later in the day I do our preview show, SEC Now, with uh, Dari and Benjamin Watson. And then Saturday we wake up. Uh, I'm in the studio from noon till about 12:30 or one in the morning. We have a triple header on that we're doing the halftime and post game and pregame support, studio support for, and then we do the football final wrap at the end of the night. And then uh, uh, Sunday I'm off. I'm watching tape from the day before. Monday we do the SEC this morning show, and I fly back. So. Four nights on the road, three nights at home during the fall, but I get to work with the greatest people getting to cover the greatest conference, and literally, I'm watching games all day long in the same seat. Most of you guys probably have a spouse or a significant other that's trying to urge you to get off the couch and don't get to do that. Not only does that not happen, I get paid to get to do it, and it's just an amazing dream come true for me. Uh, Dari's a, uh, just a great pro, just smooth as silk, and, and yeah. great guy. And then, uh, let's go next. Peter Burns. So, yeah. So, Peter Another very talented. Yeah. Great guy has a great story. To- totally different kind of people, you know. And uh, PB is one of the most um, creative people I've ever been around. He's self-admittedly ADD all over the place. So one of my jobs is cleaning up after him wherever we've been on <laughs> studio. He leaves, you know, little things around. I got to take care of him like he's my my little brother. But he is a um, he- he's an awesome. Uh, co-host, the show that we do together is so much fun. We're just three hours of kind of getting back and forth at each other and talking ball, and, and uh, it's become really popular, I think, with a lot of uh, the callers that uh, love getting to discuss a little football and having some fun on Friday and Monday mornings. And somehow, I don't know when this began, you and Peter started having these bets, because he's an LSU guy and you're a Florida guy. Yeah. So these are four pictures, if you look. Are these four losses, or do these split with any other things? No, no, here? these are four straight losses to LSU, so uh, um, I, I do rib him all the time. Actually, I'm a Florida grad. He's just an LSU fan, so two different uh, levels of commitment. <laughs> but the um, so in, in in a couple of those pictures, I think one of those was 2020. We were 21 and a half point favorites and lost oh, at home. Oh. One of them we were 13 and a half point favorites in Baton Rouge and lost. Certainly doesn't look very promising this year. And maybe. I don't know if you have the video or the picture, but maybe the this most year? embarrassing. The, yeah, the, this year? Yeah. Let's go to 16, Matt. Uh, not, well, not that one. That this one. That, yeah. No, no go, go back. back. Yeah, so that one. The bet was it, four straight football losses, but Florida and LSU playing for the uh, national championship at the, the College World Series. Um, you know, the, the bet was actually a great one. I, I think that Commissioner Sankey may have had something to do with suggesting this, but the idea was the loser was going to have to get one of the authentic uh, uni- baseball uniforms from the, uh, from the athletic program of the other school. They sent me really cool gear. I have some great gear from, from, uh, from what LSU sent me over there. But we had to wear the uniform from the house 
to the airport, all the way to Nashville for uh, SEC Media Days through the hotel, you'd be amazed at how many people didn't really uh, acknowledge that I was wearing a baseball uniform, but more was wondering why I was wearing an LSU uniform. So I, I, uh, the, I'm, I'm sitting in, I get upgraded to first class. I'm sitting in 1B. So everybody that walked in is making eye contact with me. And uh, the, uh, the stewardess, as we were getting off, her flight attendant, as I'm getting off, she's like, um, are you on your way to a game? And I'm thinking, like, this isn't high school baseball. You know, we're not getting, we got a locker room if we were doing that. She's, I, I, I told her the story. She goes, I wasn't allowed to talk to you. I thought you were somebody really important. We're not allowed to interact. And I had to break the news to her that I'm not really that important. Well, you look. You look the part. Yeah, I mean, look at that. I mean, you look like an like an athlete there that can still play. I tried to go full authenticity with the slides there, you know, and and uh, didn't bring the spikes with me on the plane. But uh, so are you so you are you over with him? Is that right? Um, I won the first year, which was before we were doing the TV show. It was just on Sirius XM, which we do every day all year round on 374, the SEC channel. Uh, he had to rap to uh, Ice Cube's. Uh, I got to say, it was a good day. He made up his own rap and did that. But yeah, the the more visible. T- TV ones, I'm O for my last five, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better this year either. Uh, so uh, I have to do this only because some people criticized me when we had the great Laura Rutledge here that I uh, I felt it was worthwhile to show her uh, doing her. Remember, she was doing the the ballet, and she was she was putting her, which I thought was very impressive, yeah. putting her foot above her head, and she was hitting the tambourine with her foot. So, uh, so some folks thought that was, you know, really you got to show her doing that. So, just to be fair, I want to show what you just put in there. <laughs> so, so here's the dude. I, I'm going to show you. You're 50 years old. How in the heck do you stay in shape like that? Well, I tell you what. I'm obviously uh, gifted with some good genetics, but I, I think one of the things for me that's key in my life is the uh, the, the the gym every day. You know, I have a group of guys that I work out you with. You can take it off now. God, the ladies, the ladies <laughs> have seen enough, let me, Matt. Let me say that that picture was from. I had the greatest trip with my son. We did a father-son trip to the Grand Canyon this summer. That was uh, from the beginning of that trip. Um, you know, six nights on the uh, Colorado River camping on the banks, sleeping out under the stars, no tent, no, I mean, talk about roughing it, it was no cell signal, and my son, when we got off, said, Dad, that was awesome, man, I, I loved not having the ability to get on my phone, the, the pressure of social media, I mean, I would advise to you guys, you know, the opportunity to unplug and, and um, just be present and, uh, you know, create real relationships in person was something, it was, he and I, and about uh, six or seven father-son combos and just the time we spent together was so special and and uh, something really memorable but the uh, the workout uh, my son actually came home from college he's at savannah college of art and design up in savannah georgia he told me dad i want to work out with you every day and and um and he put on about 30 pounds of muscle this off season so um it's nice to see all these years of me telling him kind of how to live his life he thought i was an idiot now he actually uh starting to believe some of what i've told him but uh physical fitness and, and pushing myself in the gym i think it's one of the most important parts of my success one of my most important parts of the day now as an adult yes i am inspired to be better thank you jet <laughs> listen my girlfriend goes you should hang out with chris more often whatever he's doing uh by the way you you are six foot four right six four yeah six four i mean you you were you so know. When I first walked on at Florida, um, my, I, I made the, the travel squad as a redshirt freshman. I'm playing as a sophomore that, that year. You saw the video. I was 6'4", 175. Which, hey, let's uh, hit a timeout. We are uh, running out of time here at 1243. Let's take our break. That is Chris Doring here at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. And uh, he's 6'4", so we can just go ahead and knock that out right there. We'll be done with that. It's 1243. Let's take a break. And as we do so, I'll tell you about some stuff. Make sure we're still, uh, yeah, there we are. Still on here. Sorry. Oh, Christian, you feeling superstitious? Very. Very superstitious. I want to get that Gaffigan clip out of the break, too. Jim Gaffigan talking about his kid going to going out for Halloween. Uh, yesterday, I had a chance to talk to James Miller from Guatney Chevrolet. They are offering 0% financing on new Silverados, 2.9% on 24 Equinox. He said they've got a huge selection out of Guadi Chevrolet. I'm going to go out there and test it for myself on Thursday. Now, I believe him. We're going to go out and hang out with the employee of the month and go look around all the vehicles at Guadi Chevrolet, the number one Chevy dealer in the state of Arkansas. You can find out more about them online at GuadiChevrolet.com. But James told us the best selection they've had in years, in years, he said. So, again, if you want a wide swath 
of selection. You go to one spot, folks. You get, get in your old car, drive it to Guatney, dump it, and say, I'll take what you're going to give it, give me for it. And obviously, they're going to take good care of you. And then you, you get your new car and you drive it off the lot. Real simple. Also, how about this curveball during the World Series? If you are a uh, potential lease buyer, James said he can save you a couple hundred bucks a month. If you are a person who likes to drive a newer car all the time, guess what? Lease may be the option for you. So, Go out there and find out more about their lease program. We don't talk probably enough about that. They're also still doing that phone trade-in. And, oh, by the way, today's Halloween. Today's October 31st. And, Wes, are there 32 days in October? No. That means this is the last day of the month, which means they are desperado, just like the Eagles song. Get out there and take advantage of McGuadney Chevrolet, folks. Get there quick before somebody takes the car that you want from McGuadney Chevrolet. Razorback legend Quinn Grovey joins Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer on Drive Time Sports every Wednesday afternoon at 4. Brought to you by the DHR Group of Sonic Drive-Ins. Last night in the NBA, the Celtics beat the Hawks 126-107 as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined to score 69 points. The Lakers beat the Magic 106-103 behind Anthony Davis' 26 points, 19 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 blocks. On the season, Davis is averaging 26 points, 14 rebounds, and 3 blocks. Then in the middle of the night, James Harden and P.J. Tucker of the 76ers were traded to the Clippers for Nicholas Batum, Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, K.J. Martin, and Picks. The 76ers were 2-1 on the season without James Harden. They now add depth to fill out their roster alongside Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley, and I'll be on Morning Mayhem Weekly, presented by Bradford Marine and ATV. Save up to 3000 off with special financing on the Tracker Off-Road 800SX Waterfall Edition with front and rear quack racks. The Tracker 800SX is fully equipped for the hunt. BradfordMarine.com with six statewide locations. Fellas, what's good? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Look, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Be sure to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center. They offer the convenience of physician-monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments with an average payment of $150 a month cash pay, including labs and medication. If you don't live near Low T Center or just need the convenience of at-home treatment, Low T Center makes it easy, baby. Shipping treatments directly to your home. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Double B's is a growing Arkansas company with 34 locations in our state. Small local businesses are the largest employers nationally and create two out of every three new jobs. Buying locally at Double B's means creating more opportunities for local residents to work in our communities. When dollars are spent locally, they are respent locally, paying more salaries and building the local tax base. You want to keep Arkansas thriving and unique? Support an Arkansas-owned business like Doublebee's, which helps define our community's self-image and creates Arkansas pride for Arkansans. Doublebee's is of Arkansas and for Arkansas. Doublebee's, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. You know that crushing feeling when you click print on your PC and the doggone machine just won't print? Well, I fix that. Hello, my name's Tim Stanley. I'm the new owner of Business World, a TDS IT company. We're an IT company with a long history in the imaging channel, and I fix the printer conflict by using my Arkansas-based IT help desk. Call us at 501-374-7000 for more details on how a true IT-managed services company running your business will keep all your printers and scanners up and running all the time. Enjoy happy hour at Twin Peaks every Monday through Friday from 2 to 7 with sweet deals like dollar off all wine, liquor, cheap shots, and freezing cold 29-degree draft brews. 
Feeling snacky? They also have $2 chips and salsa, $4 fried pickles, chips and queso, or mozzarella cheese bites, $6 triple plays, quesadillas, or six boneless wings. Who says booze is the only thing that makes us happy? Score these two good deals Monday through Friday, 2 to 7, and again late night at Twin Peaks. The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs, even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted, don't wait. Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair is not only truck and trailer focused. They service and repair all types of equipment. Forklifts, boom lifts, excavators, dozers, loaders, and more. From warehousing to excavating, they've got you covered. Go see why Stacked is known for having some of the friendliest staff and most knowledgeable technicians in the industry. For trucks, trailers, RVs, material handling, or construction equipment, Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer in Whitehall. For the best in midday sports talk and entertainment, look no further than The Zone with Justin Ankry and Westmore on the Buzz Radio Network. Ready or not, here I come. My kids, I don't know what they think. I don't even think my kids know what I do for a living. <laughs> or I should say, I, I didn't think they knew what I did for a living. Till last Halloween, my 10-year-old, Michael, didn't know what he wanted to be for Halloween, which is a crisis. If you're a parent, you know this. And then like two days before Halloween, he ran up to me and he goes, I know what I'm going to be for Halloween. I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. And I was so touched. I was like, oh my gosh, for Halloween, you want to be your dad? And he goes, no, I want to be John Mulaney. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Appreciate it. Final segment. I did not see that coming. Coming up in two seconds. We're going to do a quick mention of our friends at Oakland. Don't forget, November 17th, Lose Traveler is coming in. Martina McBride, November 30th. Brett Michaels, December 30th. I was just looking through our Oakland game day rundown for the podcast today, which I put together, and looking forward to uh, some upcoming music this weekend. you got Shot Glass playing this weekend uh, in Pops Lounge. And, again, if you want to book a room, oakland.com. I'm going to give you some info on some teams and some games. Mizzou plus 15.5 at Georgia this week, and Auburn's minus 12 at Vandy. Kentucky minus 3.5 at Mississippi State, over under 46.5. Let's go D. Let's go D. Expect a low-scoring affair in Stark yes. Vegas this weekend. I like the Arkansas under, too, I think. And Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Got the Bedlam game. You got LSU-Alabama. You can bet on all those at Oakland Sports. Download the app on your phone or oaklandsports.com. Or go by and see Zach and the folks in the sports book. Vikings got their quarterback. Who is it? Cardinals quarterback, Josh Dobbs. Oh, that's yeah. a really good get. I like Josh Dobbs. Yeah. All right. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. Cue it up, Christian. Let's roll. I am shocked and chagrined. Surprise, surprise. Oh, God. 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 I did not see that coming. 
I Did Not See That Coming is brought to you by Business World, a TDS IT company. Business World has been making business technology easy in Little Rock for 45 years. If you need help with office IT or print services, schedule a consultation at businessworld.net. Well, I mean, not to be like uh, Captain Obvious or like Prisoner of the Moment, but Jersey Wolfenbarger walking away from the basketball team less than a week before they start play at Arkansas is a little bit out of the ordinary and surprising to me, frankly. And so I will say that I did not see that coming this week. Also, how about Leonard Fournette? Apparently he's still a viable option of running back. The Buffalo Bills have added him to their roster this week. And uh, he's per- currently practice squatter, but they're thinking maybe he'll be elevated up to the active 53. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, what a uh, what an addition there. Big physical running back no option. Doubt. No doubt. Uh, this one was easy for me because I turned on the uh, late game Sunday afternoon and expected the Chiefs just to blow out the Broncos. Instead, it was the Broncos that beat the Chiefs by 15. The Broncos were a seven-point favorite. Not only did they beat them, but they, uh, they held Kansas City to nine. Yeah, that's nine shocking. Points. Mahomes did not look good. The receivers did not look good. Denver looked like the better team on this particular day. It's the NFL. Every team has one of those games. I mean, heck, the Cowboys had that against the Arizona Cardinals. You know, yeah. you're like, what? Uh, but Broncos beating the Chiefs like that, I didn't see that coming. Uh, I certainly didn't see Arkansas selling out its exhibition game as much excitement as I knew there would be around it. And those 19,200, not to mention those who were watching on the stream, were treated to quite a ball game, and you get an overtime matchup right out of the gate and uh, didn't see him holding Zach Eady down as well as they did either. I thought they did a really nice job on him, all things considered. So uh, kudos to Arkansas. A little undersized, but clearly not undermanned. And I did not see Layden Blocker coming in and playing like he did. That was one of the biggest surprises of the game for me. Man, he looks good. I mean, he fit in well. He looked confident. He, he, he belonged. He he deserved the playing time he got. He flourished in that playing time, and I hope it, it just continues for him. Uh, I'll give myself a jock strap, but also I did not see that coming. I get caught up sometimes, like many people do, with the name on the front of the jersey, and sometimes when it says Oklahoma and the other team's jersey says Kansas, it's hard to take them seriously. But, man, you got to give the Jayhawks a ton of credit. They find a way to get it done. And in the same vein, I would say as much as I think USC starting to mail it in because they're not going to win a championship, yeah. uh, and Caleb Williams is not going to repeat as the Heisman Trophy winner, didn't expect them to have to go to the very uh, end of the match there, the end of the game, to beat Cal and also ran in the Pac-12. Yeah, not, Cal's not very good. Cal is not very good. You Christian? know what? USC's not very good right now. That's true. Christian, got anything? Uh, I did not see James Harden getting traded overnight. I knew he was going to get traded at some point, but... I went to bed at like 1 o'clock last night, and I woke up and James Harden was traded. I didn't see that coming. Okay. But he goes to the Clippers, and uh, it doesn't move me at all. I don't think the Clippers are contenders. Hey, why don't you see can pull up John Neighbors? I think he is up in Fayetteville. He may or may not be hanging out at, at uh, Eric Musselman's <laughs> house. John Neighbors. What's going on, fellas? Well, we're just packing everything in on a Tuesday. Touchdown club being on the off day kind of blew it. For us today, where are you and what are you doing? Well, I'm actually here at the Razorback basketball practice facility, sitting here in the conference room where I'm not allowed to take any pictures because it's like you know super secret stuff. So, really? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm hanging out here. It's awesome. The uh, practice facility is beautiful. And today on the show, Coach Muss is going to join us live here. So be sure to check out the video stream on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter page. But we'll have that. We'll have Josh Braun presented by Matt Black Allstate Insurance. So it's going to be a loaded show. Can't wait. Very nice. I appreciate that. And I will tune in. John Neighbors talking hoops in the uh, Razorback facility. Pretty nifty. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. And the biggest Halloween party is right around the corner. Saturday, October 28th. Break out the costume. Get ready to throw down. Brewskies is going to be the place to party with karaoke in the bar. And dude call Rob spinning all your favorite jams down in the basement till 2 a.m. VIP sections and bottle service. Email brewskiespubandgrub.com. Halloween, Saturday night, October the 28th. Come celebrate at Brewskies. Again, brewskiespubandgrub.com. It's Brewskies. You're home for lunch. Happy hour. 